0: Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Azrin the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today I want to give you some advice on how to figure out if you're studying a language effectively. Now, I should preface the entire episode by saying that the advice I share today is mostly, if not exclusively, for those who highly value progress those who highly value progress in their target language. When I talk to a lot of language learners, I've come to realize that some people genuinely just like learning languages, but they don't necessarily care too much about their progress. They care a little bit. It's not that they don't care, but they don't highly value it. I'll give you an example. I've met people, in fact, just three or four months ago I met this one person who was learning something to the effect of 20 different languages. I don't remember the exact number of languages she was learning. But she was learning 20 or so different languages. So learning languages for her was a hobby, because let me tell you, she didn't speak any of those 20 languages well at all. She was barely even a beginner in any of those languages. But it was fun for her to open up a YouTube video, And learn about the pronunciation in Arabic or go to a beginner class for Russian. She thoroughly enjoyed the process of learning a little bit of lots of languages. That was the main goal. The main goal for her to learn was just to have fun dabbling in lots of languages. So if you're one of those kinds of people, this podcast may or may not fully apply to you. However, if you are for, for someone like me, for instance, when I learn languages, I want to actually progress. I want to achieve a reasonably high, if not very high degree of fluency and proficiency. I want to get better at speaking and listening, my accent, reading, writing. Progress is a is something I value very highly. I value other things too. I have to enjoy myself. I have to, uh, have to do it in a way that's engaging. There's other things too, but one of the top values is progress. So if you're like that, I want to give you some advice. Now, everybody learns differently. Everybody has their own preferences. That's common sense. Where I might like to take classes, you might hate classes. Where I might like to go to language practice events, you might dislike going to language practice events on Meetup or Duolingo classes or things of that nature. However, there's one consistent, there's one thing that is consistent for all of us. And I think the thing that we have to lean into and the thing that we have to, the thing that will point us in the right direction as language learners is to ask ourselves the following question. Ask yourself this Are you struggling upward? Are you struggling upward? I'm sure many of you have heard of, to some degree, maybe you're even very familiar with, the story of one of those Greek gods, I can't remember the name of this god for, for the life of me, but he was the one who was cursed or doomed by, by Zeus, I believe, to, for eternity, push a rock up a hill. You guys have probably seen it. You're pushing this this dude, pushing a boulder, this god, Greek god, pushing a boulder up a hill for all of eternity. And it was a form of punishment. I think that's the story is something like that. Well... That's a good visual to have in mind, in a sense. If you are struggling upward, you are probably on the right path. Meaning, you feel like inside, that you're that you're working hard. It's making your brain think. It's not very easy, but it's very engaging. So it's engaging and challenging, and you feel like you're making progress. That's an indication that you're on the right path. Now, Every now and then, there are going to be things that happen on your language learning journey that indicate to you that you are on the wrong path. So I'll give you an example. I, I, uh, maybe 10 podcast episodes ago, approximately, I shared a a question that I received from someone who follows my email newsletter. And he was saying that he spent 1,500 hours or approximately 1,500 hours on Duolingo, the app, and he felt like he was making progress until he spoke to someone in real life and realized, I can't talk in the language at all. That's an example of life, the universe, God, circumstance, use whatever word you want, but it's an indication, whether from some supreme being, if you believe in that, or just from your own body, from your own life experiences, it's it's an indication that oh you're actually not fully on the wrong path. You're struggling upwards, you're pushing the boulder upward, but you're on the wrong mountain. Or maybe you're on the right mountain, but you're not on the right pathway up the mountain. Maybe there's like 12 different pathways up the mountain, and you're pushing it up different curves in the pathway, different switchbacks. Well, maybe you're not on the right one, and you got to change paths. Well, that's an indication that, oh, you're struggling upward, but you're not struggling upward in the right direction. you got to switch pathways. So you have to keep your eyes open for things that indicate to you that you're not on the right path. So in this individual, in about 10 episodes ago, something like that. For him, it was he talked to someone in real life and he realized he couldn't talk at all. Even though on Duolingo, the app, he was in blah, blah, blah level. He's like, wow, I really can't talk. Well, that's an indication to go, oh, it's time to make an adjustment. It's indicating to you, you have to, you have to make a small change. You're, it's nudging you towards... If you're religious, it's like saying God is nudging you toward the the right path or even just a better path. If you're not religious, well, it's just your life experience showing you, oh, you're not on the right path, you've got to make a little change. Does that make sense? And so that's a really, that might be the way to know. No matter how you learn, that's the internal mechanism in you that's going to show if you're on the right path. Do you feel like you're struggling upward? And, if yes, that's great, and you need to, as you're struggling upward, keep an eye out for indications that, oh, maybe this isn't the right pathway upwards, there's another pathway I should follow. Now, changing gears, it's, it's the same topic, but slightly different. I want to talk about what I'm going to call the Adversity and Success Protocol. We're going to use the same imagery of pushing a boulder up a rock, but I want to frame it slightly differently. So again, this is called the Anxiety and Success Protocol. I'm sorry, Adversity, not Anxiety. The Adversity and Success Protocol. So this morning, this is where this is coming from, this morning I opened up my email and I saw two emails within a four-minute window and both of them made my heart beat faster and feel anxious. I'm not going to share what they are because it's a little bit personal to my business, but... They were not good news. Let's just say that. And they made me feel anxious. So I wasn't feeling good. And I started to process through this emotion and process through the anxiety. And as a result of doing that, I created for myself an adversity and success protocol. What am I supposed to do when I'm faced with adversity and Or faced with success, because too much success is not a good thing, Which, or it's not that it's not a good thing. Too much success can get to your head, which we'll get to in a second, okay? So let's talk about this. What is the adverse, let's start with the adversity protocol. What am I going to do? And you might choose to follow this yourself. You may choose not to, it's up to you, but this is what I'm going to be doing consciously. This is what I've done unconsciously, but now I'm consciously aware of what I do, so I can do this faster and more effectively, Here's how I navigate any form of adversity. First of all, I remind myself that adversity and anxiety is included in that. It's not just adversity is a pretty broad term for a variety of different types of negative emotion or problems. So adversity is, let's use God for now, is God's way of saying, let me help you reach your potential. Adversity is God essentially saying, Let me nudge you towards a better path. Now, you don't have to use the word God. You don't have to be religious. It's just an indication. It's a biological implication or indication to say, hey, look, here's room for improvement. Here's something that's not right. So you wake up and you've got a, I don't know, you uh, feel nervous about, uh, about some work project really nervous well it's an indication that hey there's something here to work on there's something to improve here's something about me that I could fix in a sense so you have to realize it you have to realize that adversity is the universe it's God it's your biology it's it's a way of nudging you towards a better path so that's the first thing that's the first thing to understand okay so essentially it's something like this if you let's go back to the boulder analogy At all times in life, you're either pushing a boulder upward, up some hill, and you're struggling upward, meaning you're struggling towards something better. Or, we'll get to this in a second, or you're pushing a boulder down a hill, and you're rushing to your own demise. We'll get to that part in a second. Okay. So that's the first thing. When I'm dealing with adversity, that's the first thing. Let's just get my head straight. Let's make sure that I frame this as something positive, and something that I can... It's something positive, I guess. Even though I don't feel good, I can frame it in my mind of saying, yes, I don't feel great, but this is overall in the long term something that's going to be positive. That's step one for me anyway. From there, the moment that I feel that adversity, let's say it's anxiety, for example, I'm going to temporarily swallow it. Temporarily. I'm not pushing it down forever because that's bad, right? I'm temporarily going to swallow it Because anxiety or adversity cannot derail my life. It cannot derail things. Because if I let it derail my life, things are going to get worse real fast. So I cannot let it derail my life. I have to go to work. I have to deal with my family. I have to clean the house, buy groceries, everything that has to happen. For the most part, to the best of my ability still has to happen. To the best of my ability. So that might require temporarily swallowing that negative emotion um, so I can keep moving forward and not let my entire life collapse. One little tool or a little hack is to become fully engrossed in the present moment in a specific activity whether it's an exercise, workout, something a mental cognitive thing like I did some Gujarati studying this morning and I got really engrossed into one thing to help counteract the effects of the anxiety right so you're swallowing that anxiety and you're using it as a fuel for action. Now, but that's temporary. You can't just do that all the time. It's really for me anyway, it's it's for it's just for a number of hours. Then I have to find in my day, it has to happen the same day. I can't go to sleep having swallowed the anxiety or the adversity, whatever, the negative emotion. That's not good. Then I gotta find one or more blocks of time in that day to process through that negative emotion. Allow all the thoughts to bubble to the surface, all the fearful thoughts, everything. Allow them to bubble to to the surface and allow them to go through my mind. Allow my brain to calibrate what just happened. Feel the negative emotions and understand that the intense wave of emotion eventually passes. You you still have the emotion, but the intense initial intensity will will subside, the initial intensity. I will repeat those steps one and two. Throughout the day because I might not have time to sit for three hours and fully process what happened. I might have to sit process for 45 minutes and then I have to go to work for a few hours. I have to teach or something. So I might have to table it and come back to it. So repeat steps one and two until I feel like okay that initial wave of negative emotion has passed. Then I'm gonna think about step four now. What could I do to resolve this situation or at least make it better? This eventually should be something I write down. I can start this thinking in my brain, but eventually I have to get it on paper because that's formalized thinking. It's easier to do so. And then step five is create an action plan based on, based on the things I wrote down that I could possibly do to ameliorate the situation. I can create an action plan based on that and start following it. And so that's that's what I that's my adversity protocol. Now, what's my success protocol? So let's go back to the analogy. At all points in time, let's say you're really struggling with something. You're pushing that boulder uphill. You're pushing upwards, okay? And eventually, you overcome the challenge. Whatever challenge you're facing, you've overcome it. The analogy here is that the mountain flattens off. So you're pushing the boulder. It's so hard, and then it flattens off. You're like, ah, it's easy. Yay, it's easier to push this rock. Your muscles can rest. You can go faster. You feel good. Woohoo! What you don't know, though, is that you're actually on a slight decline the boulder is actually moving slightly downhill and so while for a little while it's good you're like yeah alright I did it if you don't get on another uphill trajectory you're going downhill now and then the boulder accelerates downhill and now you're sprinting just to keep up with the boulder and eventually you and the boulder both crash to the ground and you both die not die literally but you crash and all the success you had whether it's personally, professionally, whatever, kind of can crashing down. That would be the definition of letting success get to your head and cruising and stop and not paying attention anymore. So what you have to do in my my success protocol is basically, all right, success is good. I can let my muscles rest, quote unquote. I've pushed the boulder up the hill. I can coast for a little while, but I can't coast too long because eventually if I keep coasting, I'm going to crash and burn. So I have to go find another mountain to push the boulder upward. It's better to push the boulder upward and struggle to push it up than it is to rush down a big hill to my demise, right? Even though it's slightly easier in the short term to just bask in my success and having overcome the challenge. Listen, you can bask for a little while, but you can't do it forever. So that's my success and adversity protocol. And again, that ties into the language thing too which is that if you feel like you're struggling upward, you're on the right path, as long as you're keeping an eye out for things that indicate to you that, hey, you're out, you're struggling upward, but you're not on the right path upward. You got to nudge your way over a bit. And alternatively, if you feel like it's pretty easy and you're not really pushing yourself, well, you're actually not improving very much. You've got to find something. You got to challenge yourself a little more. All right, guys, I have a class that starts right now, so i got to let you go. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.